Hi, this is Michael Buffer, and welcome to the Box Hard Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Mikey Garcia. It's the monster from the swamps, Regis Ruguru Program. Hey, what's up? This is King Carlos Molina, former IBF world champ. This is Michael, the bounty hunter, 2012 Olympian and your people's champ. This is Charlie Edwards, flyweight champion of the world. This is Fast Eddie Chambers, and you're listening to the Box Hard Podcast with my main man, Joey Coastman. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 328 of the Box Hard Podcast. We continue to produce podcasts after podcasts every week. We continue to bring you the best guests of any other podcast in the entire uh, world of boxing, for sure. I am Joey Coastman, your host. I'm joined, as ever, by my co-host, former heavyweight world title challenger, Mr. Fast Eddie Chambers. Eddie, how you doing, my man? I'm good, my man. How about yourself? Always good when speaking with you, feeling particularly fired up for this week's show. It's going to be bite-sized again, though, I'm afraid. Not too much to review, not too much to preview, and, of course, one interview in the middle of all that. And that interview is going to be with um, with, with four-weight, five-time world champion, Mr. Leo Santa Cruz. Uh, he's fighting next weekend, not this weekend, so we will get to that in due course. But let's start, though, with... The review part of the show at the Borgata Hotel Casino in Atlantic City, New Jersey. It was on Showtime. Um, on the undercard, firstly, we should start with that. Uh, Tukstot Nyambayar. Um, King Tug, former world title challenger, of course, lost his O to Gary Russell Jr. Um, he's now 12-2 and with a draw. A split draw over 10 rounds against Sakaria Lucas, who's... Uh, 25 and 1 with a draw. He had him hurt early on in the fight, actually, um, Nayan Bayar, but was unable to finish the, you know, the, the fight there. And, you know, he let Lucas get back into the fight. Um, a lot of people feeling like now Nayan Bayar just doesn't seem to be the same fighter he once was. Perhaps, you know, he's burned out really quick. I think he had quite a deep amateur career. Uh, as I say, 12-2 and two with a draw. It's not the prettiest looking record. Uh, Subriel Matias as well. Very pleased for him. He's now 18-1 and one with 18 KOs. He was able to beat Petros Ananyan, who had previously beaten him. So he's avenged his sole defeat now. Um, and he stopped him as well. So that was kind of cool. Ananyan had never been stopped. Obviously, went the distance with him in the first fight. And um, Ananyan won the fight on points that time. So Matias um, showed his improvements, really. He won every single round and dropped him in the ninth and final round. He went back to his corner. And the doctor actually stopped the fight. It was a female doctor. Um, I don't think he could follow her finger around in the air when she was saying, follow my finger left and right. He was going right and left. I don't know what was going on there. But anyways, um, Ananyan now 16-3 and three with two draws, but Subriel Matias now 18-1. and one. Um, The main event, let's get to it. Friend of the show, Gary Russell Jr., the longest reigning champion in boxing, dethroned by the very hungry Mark Magseo of the Philippines. Um, he, he, he lost there his WBC featherweight world title. Very close fight in the end. 114-114 on one card. That was from um, 
female judge Lynn Carter, and then the other two judges had it um, two points uh, to Magseo, one fifteen, one thirteen, both to Magseo. Um, yeah, real shock to be honest with you, because this fight here, I said it on last week's show, I thought the odds were really too close for my liking. And I lost money on this one, to be honest with you. Um, I did think that Gary Russell would have too much for Magseo, who had been on the deck a couple times, had a couple really close fights, but I knew that he was going to give it his absolute all, and he was going to probably be the best version of himself that we'd ever seen. Um, but yeah, you know, Gary Russell said a couple days before the fight that he's got an injury. He's not going to say what it is, and it's probably going to bother him in the fight. I don't understand what that was all about. Um, he went into the fight, obviously, quite clearly with, with an injured shoulder that did end up playing a massive part in the fight because after he fully injured it, he didn't throw a single jab for the rest of the fight and then was ultimately outworked and outpointed. And when asked about it, they said, I think it was Jim Gray, said, why didn't you pull out the fight? He said, no, 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 th this is what warriors do. And I'm, I'm just kind of thinking to myself, well, you've lost a lot of money now. You've lost your title now. And to be completely honest with you, this is a perfect opportunity for yourself to get frozen out of boxing. You haven't been um, active. You know, that's always been a big problem. You've now got another injury, and I'm hearing it's something to do with an injury he picked up in 2008 at the Olympic Games, I believe it was. So he's had this injury for ages, didn't get operated on, left it too long. A lot of fighters do that. I think even yourself, Eddie, suffered with something like that. I'll come to you in a sec. But... um. I'm not sure where he goes from here, to be honest with you. He needs a rematch. I don't know if there was a rematch clause, but yeah, I mean, you know, is he going to go and take another two years out of the ring? He's now got another injury. Um, you know, as I say, no one's going to want to fight him because he's like high risk, low reward without a title now. Um, but yeah, even though I said he, he was the longest reigning champion, he had very few defenses because of that inactivity, which was very frustrating for everyone. Um, and yeah, I, I hate to be right, but I said, you know, I could see him possibly getting outworked by someone like Magseo, who throws a lot of punches, and he was the rightful winner in my eyes, as shocked as I was, and as happy as um, I am, or, or as, as upset as I am for Gary Russell, I'm I'm equally happy the other way to um, to Magseo. You could see, uh, you know, full of emotion, absolutely over the moon with his achievement there, and a very proud guy, Manny Pacquiao tweeted him after the fight said congratulations uh you know thank you for winning another belt for our nation welcome to the club I, I like it i like it but eddie i know you didn't see the fight but just based upon my assessment there um tell me what you can pick from that and um yeah just let me know what you think i think it's uh it's a tough thing for for a fighter to go in injured it's even tougher for you know when you mention it because then it looks you know suspicious and you, uh, you get a lot of whys. Why would you take a fight? Why would you, you know what I mean? My situation was a little different than his, whereas mine happened, the freak accident in the fight. But um, he had the opportunity to make the right business decision. I think he might have dropped the ball on that a little bit because I understand you want to be a warrior. I understand you want to do the things that other fighters may not want to do or take a chance on doing. But in this case, you know, like you said, he could have possibly lost him some money, you know, further opportunities in, in, in his career, you know, you know, being a household name and all of those things, you know, going forward. And maybe some of the opportunities with fighters that are, you know, more more well-known than him are now, you know, people are like, whoo, they can wipe the sweat off their brow and say, you know, I don't really have to deal with this guy much now. He's, he's already lost his title. He's got, 
you know what I mean? He's got another injury. He's going to be out the ring for a while. Why should, you know, we even talk about Gary Russell right now? They, you know, it kind of, like you said, it kind of does freeze him out of an opportunity. So um, it's unfortunate. I didn't see exactly what happened in the fight. Um, but his career now is not necessarily in question. I mean, he always can come back. He's still really ex extremely talented and fast, has all the ability in the world. So he'll, he'll still be successful. He's just got to get himself in complete physical form and not in, 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 in able to get in the ring without worrying about injury. And then he's also got to make sure he's dedicated and rededicated to uh, and hungry to, to earning those titles and, that, and those stripes back. You know what I mean? As far as the other kid, uh, he, he's, you know, obviously I can imagine him being over the moon. You know, it's, it's just no matter what the situation was and how he got the title, it's just the fact that he got it. And he's able to, you know, with his countrymen, you know, celebrate that kind of thing. It's just I can only imagine the feeling that he's having. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing. Even when I won the fight to get the number one spot, it felt like I just won the title. So it, it was, a, it was a, it's an awesome feeling to be one of the best in the world. And, you know, I could appreciate how he feels. And, and, and um, you know, congratulations to him. Yeah, well said. And also a win on the undercard as well. I almost forgot to mention it for Evan Holyfield, now 9-0. and A unanimous decision win over six rounds against Chris Rollins, now 5-4 and four with a draw. That, though, brings the review part of the show to a close. That is it. So the final thing for me to do before uh, we end part one is to welcome our special guest on this week's podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the four-weight, five-time champion of the world. It is, of course, Mr. Leo Santa Cruz. Leo, welcome to the show, my friend. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me here. Hey, it's absolutely, it's absolutely my pleasure, Leo. Uh, the main reason we're talking is, of course, to discuss your upcoming fight. I must ask you, though, how have you been since your last fight? Um, I think I had you winning every single round until that, that devastating KO at the hands of Javante Davis. How have you been since that fight mentally more than anything, Leo? Uh, thank, thank you very much. You know, it means a lot that you had me winning the rounds. You know, I feel good, you know, uh, like, you know, like, uh, messages like yours or, you know, comments like yours that, you know, you had me winning, it makes me, you know, feel good, you know, uh, it make, make, makes me want to come back to boxing and fight and give more fights. But I think, you know, Jermaine is a great fighter and everything. I just got caught, you know, uh, I I got caught in the moment. I stood there and, and stuff, but, you know, I feel good. I feel more, uh, my body has been rested. I had a good time to rest to be with the family and everything, and now I'm ready to come back to, to the ring and, and give great fights, like always. Yeah, because you seem to be a very positive character. Obviously, you know, to lose like yeah. that the first time in your career being stopped, yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that you spent time out, took took time with the family. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll also be honest, Leo, as a, as a big fan of, of you as I am, I didn't, I'm getting lost with my words. I didn't know that you were still WBA featherweight world champion. So for those that didn't know, uh, your last defense of the title was February 2019 against Rafael Rivera. Obviously, you moved up to super featherweight. You beat Miguel Flores, become champion. Then then you had the fight with Javante. Now you're back down at featherweight. Um, it's been a while. Like I say, you haven't de defended the title for three years. This upcoming fight is a non-title fight. Are you just kind of easing back down into the weight? Yes, that's what I'm trying to do, you know, for this fight, uh, 130, because I was up to, like, 154. That was heavier, so I wanted to drop my weight back down, like, little by little, 
and not not try to not to get uh, killed during the weight. But you know, now that I, I make sure that I could drop the weight good and everything, hopefully I get this win and this fight and next fight I'm gonna do a 126 and you know defend the title against the winner of Colin and Wood. Ah, okay, excellent. Thank you for clearing that up. And yeah, let's talk about your upcoming fight. February 5th in Las Vegas as part of the Furman Barrios undercard. You'll be taking on Keenan Carbajal, who is a very big guy um, for the weight. He hasn't yeah. lost He hasn't lost a fight yeah. in almost seven years. He's in good form. He's been knocking guys out. I'm sure he's going to give it his all. It's like, this is like his world title fight. Yeah, of course. You know, I, I think... He comes, he's going to come with everything. You know, he's getting the opportunity of his life uh, to come and fight me. So I think he's going to come with everything. And those are the dangerous, more dangerous fighters because they have they come with everything. And, you know, I never understand made no fighter. I, I train really hard, like, if I'm going to go fight the best, like, if I'm going to fight a world champion. And I know he's had, like, seven years without losing, and I know he doesn't want to come and lose. So I know he's going to come and give me a great fight. But I'm also training in the gym really hard to go out there and get the win and, you know, go back to the top. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to be hungry, just like on the weekend how yep. Mark Magseo was hungry. Yep. Um, how motivated yep. and excited are you for this fight, Leo? Your style against his and also your chance, of course, to return with a win and start this year on a high. Yeah, you know, I'm very motivated because I want to go back to the top. You know, I've been training really hard. I've been sparring and doing everything good here in the gym to go out there and, you know, show the world that Leo Cruz is back that, you know, that Javante Davis, uh, it was a, you know, a, a hard defeat, but, you know, that I want to come back to the top. And I know Keenan Carvajal is going to come and give a great fight. We're going to go back and forth, you know, we're going to be at war. And at the end of the day, I think that fight is going to put me back on the top. And of course, as you mentioned, you'll be taking on, um, providing you get through this fight, you'll be taking on the winner of Lee Wood and Michael Conlon. Um, yeah. Tell me, Leo, do you have an opinion on their fight? Do you, do you, do you have a, a prediction how it's going to play out? Yeah. Have you seen enough of both guys to give a give a prediction? Well, I have seen enough of, of Colin. You know, I haven't really seen much of Wood, but I know they're both great fighters. Uh, but I have seen more of, of Colin. So I think, you know, he's a tough fighter. He comes to fight. He's, he has like, a you know, that Mexican warrior heart. You know, he comes to fight. He lives everything in the ring. Throws a lot of punches. And I know it's going to be a great fight, but I think I give the, a little bit of edge to Conan because he's more tougher, he's undefeated, and he's hungrier for that title. Yeah, it's it's going to be a great fight happening yeah. here in the UK. Also, Kiko Martinez, yeah. a guy you knocked out six years ago, is champion of the world yeah. once again. He shocked the world. He knocked yeah. out Kid Galahad. Yeah. I'm sure there's a part of you, Leo, yeah. that's happy for him to be champion again. Yeah, no, that's really, I am happy for him. You know, he's been working hard all the time. He, he has gotten great work, you know, with great champions, with Carl Frampton, uh, with, um, with uh, Gary the, Russell. The one that beat Keith. Yeah, Gary Russell with the one that beat uh, Carl Frampton. Uh, it was, um, oh, yeah, um, Josh Warrington. He's from England. Yeah, Josh Warrington. He went with Josh Warrington, great work. And it was a really close fight uh, with, with Josh Warrington and Kiko. So, you know, I... I Kiko has worked really hard. He's always right there, and I'm really happy for him to that he won the world title. He deserved it. Yeah, and of course, he's actually rematching yeah. um, Josh Warrington yeah. in his first defense, which will be good. Yeah. Um, I want to get your reaction yeah. as well, Leo, to Gary Russell losing his yeah. world title. Obviously, he yeah. was the longest reigning world champion in boxing. He was a bit of a yeah. rival of yours. Were you perhaps a little bit happy yeah. to see him lose? 
I know I wasn't happy to see him lose, you know. Uh, I never, I'm never hoping to, for somebody to lose. I'm always wishing everybody the best. And, and no matter what happens within us, I always, you know, wish the best to, to everybody. And, you know, but I thought I was surprised when he lost. I thought he was going to win the fight because he's really fast, quick and everything. But I think that hand injury, the shoulder injury was the one that made, made the difference. Uh, he couldn't really throw that punch. And I think he would have been good or perfect. I think he would have won the fight. That's very classy of you to say, Leo. And just coming down to my final two questions, we've gone through this very quickly. I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here, Leo. Um, As it's the first time I've ever interviewed you, I want to ask you, who's your favourite fighter from the UK? Any era? (laughs) From there, there's a few fighters out there, you know, that uh, are really good, you know, over there. You know, it was uh, Ricky Haddon from over there. He, He... uh, Carl Frampton, you know, all great guys right there from uh, Rihanna Bernal, Taylor. They're all great fighters. You know, he's a unified champion. There's a lot of great fighters that I could name, but right now, the, those that are named are great fighters. And, you know, I wish them nothing but the best and continue to do good. Yeah, man, all good fighters. And just finally, Leo, yeah. Um, yeah. if you've got any closing yeah. words, uh, just you can say anything before I let you go, but particularly, um, just address it to the UK fans because we love you over here, my friend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, thank you to all the UK fans out there. You know, thank you for all the support, for all the love that I love you guys. Atmosphere. I wish you guys that you guys could come and support me and, you know, make cheer for me like you guys cheer for your fans, for your fans like Carl Frampton, uh, Josh Taylor, um, all the fighters from over there from the UK. You know, I love that atmosphere. You know, the screen when they, they sing the song Caroline and all those stuff, you know, even. When they came here to the, to Las Vegas and they were cheering on Carl Frampton, I love that. You know that even if they they weren't cheering for me, but that motivation, that you know, atmosphere, it was really great hearing them, and and I I love that. Yeah, it's it's, it's a, certainly yeah. uh, the, we're passionate over here for the boxing, yeah. sweet Caroline. Yeah, you guys are very passionate. <laughs> Hopefully, we see you over here in the yeah. UK one time to fight. But listen, Leo, it's been an absolute pleasure yeah. speaking with you, my friend. Thank you for your time and best of luck February fifth in Vegas. No, thank you very much. Thank you for the support. You know, I really appreciate it. I send you blessings and hope you have a great, great day and a great year. Okay, now it's time for part two on this week's show. This part, of course, the news part of the show. A few fights have been made. Let's start with this one here. February the 11th, we're going to see Lee McGregor returning to the ring. Um, He takes on the Argentine Diego Alberto Ruiz. Again, that's going to be February 11th. It's a Friday. It's going to be on IFL TV and ESPN Plus in the US. Um, So, yeah, that. That could be interesting there. Hopefully, it's a good fight. Um, Lawrence Ocoli, when he's taking on his his um, opponent, Mikel Sislak or Michael Sislak, however his name is actually said, that one is going to be happening at the O2 Arena in London. So that's excellent. Again, it's going to be on a Sunday. It's Sunday, the, the 27th of February. So it's an interesting one. Tickets um, start at £40. They go up to £250 VIP. Um, so yeah, that's going to be interesting there, and I maybe would like to go to that one actually because I love a London fight night. You know they don't come around too often, but 
that's going to be quite good, I think, there. Um, in other news, Chris Balk has landed a British title shot against Mark Leach. It's going to be uh, for the vacant British Super Bantamweight title. It's going to be taking place Friday, March the 11th at York Hall, Bethnal Green. It's going to be live on BT Sport. And finally... Um, Julio Cesar Martinez, the WBC flyweight world champion, is moving up in weight to take on Chocolatito. That's going to be March the 5th. That's because Chocolatito was obviously set to give uh, a rematch to Estrada. Estrada has been forced out the fight. It was going to be the trilogy fight. He's been forced out with, with COVID-19 in steps, um, in steps, Julio Cesar Martinez moving up in weight could be really interesting there, but I think he's going to lose that one, Martinez. I, I haven't really liked him in his last couple fights. I think he's not on the slide, but you know the punches are starting to kind of make their mark now on him. I think he's you know he's always had that kind of style. It's not a, a longevity type boxing style. It's going to burn out quite quick. He likes a war, but it could be very interesting while it lasts. He does punch hard. He's very strong. Chocolatito himself, perhaps. Um, you know, best days were behind him many years ago, and then he pulls out these tremendous performances here and there. It's going to be very interesting. Very interesting. Once again, that one is March the 5th, um, and that is in, where is that? That's in uh, San Diego at the Pechanga Arena. Anyway, that's it for the news part of the show. Moving on to the preview part, just really three cards to mention. Let's start with this one here. It takes place later tonight, actually. Uh, by the time you hear this, the fight's probably finished, but it's going to take place at the Wiz. Zinc Center in Madrid, Spain. Over here we have um, not much really on the card apart from the main event. Former middleweight world champion Sergio Martinez, 54 and 3 with two draws in a 10 rounder against Macaulay McGowan, who is 14 and 2 with a draw. That's over 10 rounds there. I don't really give Macaulay McGowan much of a chance in that one at all, to be honest with you. It is such a strange fight. It doesn't make any sense at all. But, um, yeah, I can see the old veteran getting the win there quite straightforwardly. Um, this one takes place on Saturday at the Packard Music Hall in Warren, Ohio, USA. This one's going to be, um, I'm not sure where it's going to be televised or if it's going to be televised. But anyways, let's get to it. We've got Ilunga Makabu, the guy that was supposed to be taking on Canelo for the, you know, defending his cruiserweight world title. He was supposed to be taking on Canelo. That fight's fallen through for whatever reason. Obviously, he also boxed Tony Bellew at, um, at Goodison Park when Bellew was dropped and then got up and stopped him and become world champion. He gets in with a man that Eddie Chambers knows very well. Tabiso Machunu, 23-5. and Machunu gets a chance here to become world champion um, against a very hard hitting Makabu from Congo, the southpaw, six foot tall. Um, Machunu, a lot of people kind of kind of saying if it goes to points, it's going to be Machunu who probably wins. If it's a stoppage, it's certainly going to be um, Ilunga Makabu. We shall see. Um, elsewhere on that undercard, Trevor Bryan, 21-0, defends his WBA World Heavyweight title. I should mention this card, of course, is being promoted by Don King. But anyway, Trevor Bryan gets in with Jonathan Guidry, who's got a record of 17-0 with 10 KOs. He's got two draws. Um, the draws came 
in 2017 and 2014 a majority um decision majority draw both times and this Jonathan Guidry guy he has been in with Trevor Bryan in the amateurs um he lost to Trevor Bryan um 11 years ago on points in the amateurs so we we shall see who becomes uh, you know, WBA heavyweight world champion. I'm, I think it's probably still going to be Trevor Bryan, but both guys are undefeated. Both guys heavyweights. Hopefully we see a KO there. And the final card to mention takes place at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Tulsa, Oklahoma, USA. Um, it's, it's it's a card that I wouldn't even normally mention, I don't think, because it's not really a huge one. But Robson Contessao, some people will know, um, in his last fight, he arguably beat Oscar Valdez, who... It was a bit weird how he come into the fight and he kind of maybe found a drugs test, maybe didn't. And um, yeah, he got in there and arguably was beaten by Robson Contessao of Brazil. 16-1 and coming off that loss, that controversial loss back in September to Valdez. He gets in with an undefeated fighter, Javier Martinez. 17-0, and 11 KOs. That one to take place there at Super Feather. Um Anything on the undercard there? I don't really think so. Uh, Stephen Shaw, or Stefan Shaw, 15-0 with with 11 KOs. He's from Missouri. He gets in with Joey DeWaco, 21-9 with four draws. Maybe that's a fight I should mention. Um, You know, Joey DeWaco certainly seems like he's got one foot out the door at this rate. And Nico Ali Walsh as well on the card. 3-0, 3-0, 2 KOs. He gets in with Jeremiah Yeager, who's 1-1-1. One, one and, one. Um, and another guy, a heavyweight that we should mention as well, Jeremiah Milton, 3-0, 3 KOs uh, from Oklahoma, based in Las Vegas. He hasn't got an opponent just yet, but he's scheduled for a six-rounder. I'm hearing a lot of good things about Jeremiah Milton, perhaps one to watch for the future. But that is it, though, for the preview part of the show. In part one, we did the review part. It was very bite-sized. Uh, we brought you our special guest, a, a living legend, really. I think he's going to certainly wind up in the Hall of Fame, Mr. Leo Santa Cruz. And in part two, we did the news and the preview in that I've just wrapped up. The final thing for me to do is to Come in with the outro, which I'll do in just a few seconds. Okay, and this wraps up episode 328 of the Box Hard Podcast. I've been your host, Joey Coastman. Eddie Chambers has been with me for the duration of the show. A huge thank you to our special guest on this week's podcast, the five-time four-weight world champion, Leo Santa Cruz. The biggest thanks of all, though, goes out to you, the listeners. There has been two pieces of news break whilst we've been recording the show. The Olympic gold medalist from 2020, Britain's very own Gal Fire, signed a promotional contract with Matrum Boxing. That's going to be great to see his career unfold. Obviously, he's got his two brothers, Cal and Gamal as well, uh, side by side on that one. And in other news, it's finally official. April 30th at the Madison Square Garden, we finally get to see a, you know, what's what's I think is, is promising to be a groundbreaking event for women's boxing. Katie Taylor defends her lightweight uh, titles, her undisputed status and undisputed titles against Amanda Serrano. What an unbelievable fight it's going to be. Uh, I, I just cannot wait for it. It's it's just going to be fabulous. I, I, I'm so excited for that women's fight there. But that is about everything from myself. Enjoy your weekends, people. Stay safe, and we shall see you all again next week.